Our next speaker is here to talk about an alternative method of storing your gold. Uh, please welcome to the podium, Andrew Schechtman. I guess it looks like Bill's coming also, right? All right, good. Morning, my name is Andy Schechtman. I am the president of Miles Franklin. To my left is the handsome horseman, Bill Holter. Say hi, Bill. Hello. Uh, we own, uh, I own Miles Franklin. Very proud to be here, uh, especially with Rick taking over the, the helm. I consider it a, a definite honor to be here. <clears throat> My job today is to let you know why you'd want to work with my company, what makes us different. You know, one of the things that bothers me the most about this industry is that it's become very homogenous. I get everyone calling me and saying, what's the best price you can do? Can you do better for me on price? It's always about price. People are being misdirected by price all over the place. They're foregoing fundamentals. They're foregoing good people. They're foregoing reputation and integrity in favor of a good price. How many of you out there have heard of the name Hannes Tolving? Anybody? Some of you may have done business with Hannes Tolving. Everyone asks me, why can't you compete with Mr. Tolving, Andy? Why can't you compete? And honestly, I didn't know what the answer was because we're one of only 27 companies that has been given the privilege of being listed on the United States Mint website as an authorized reseller of their product. We were nominated by one of the primary distributors five years ago. Consider that a great honor. And I knew what Hannes was paying. It was what I was paying, yet he was selling it to all of you at what I was paying and paying for shipping free overnight. And for most of you, that's all that mattered. It didn't matter what I said, that something's not right. Mr. Tulving filed bankruptcy in December. He's absconded with somewhere in the neighborhood of $50 million in client money. Worst part about it all is that if you've received gold from him 90 days prior to bankruptcy, you have to send that gold back or you're in violation of federal bankruptcy law. I'm here to tell you today that the physical precious metals industry is non-regulated, right? Except in my home state of Minnesota, which we'll talk about in a moment. But it's non-regulated, and if you focus on price, you are doing yourself a major, major disservice. Reputation is the most important thing, and I mean that 100%. That's why I'm so honored to be asked to be here today when Rick, I'm sure, had a list a mile long of people who would have loved to been here. My father and I started the company in 1989. Been in business going on 25 years. We've done $5 billion in sales. We've never had one customer complaint, not one. Go to the Better Business Bureau webpage, you will see not one complaint, not even an amicably resolved complaint, not one. We've never lost a package, something I'm very proud of as well. And uh, $5 billion in sales, 25 years of business, no complaints, no lost packages is something that I think should be important to you, not just to me, when you're looking to purchase gold and silver. As I mentioned, we are one of only 27 companies on the U.S. Mint website. We like to think we're different in a lot of ways, a lot of things that we do. Every one of our brokers averages a minimum of 21 years of experience in the industry. We have virtually no turnover. You're not going to be talking to some dum-dum who doesn't know what to say, doesn't know economics, doesn't understand geopolitical events. 
doesn't understand what's right for you. Rather, you're going to talk to someone who's a seasoned veteran who gets it. We guarantee the highest bid price in the country. We don't charge a buyback commission. You won't find many companies that will honor that. We do, and it's been in all of our literature. The common theme, as you see, what I'm talking about here is that we don't want to be homogenous. We want to stick out. I'm the president of the company. I give my cell phone number to every one of my clients. They'll all tell you that's the truth. There are a lot of them are sprinkled throughout the room here. I welcome a phone call on a Sunday night at 11 o'clock at night if there's a problem. I told that to Rick. I said, I'll treat your clients like my family. I always have, always will. feel honored that most of business that's run through Global Sprott is run through my company. It is something that I consider the greatest honor of anything I've done in 25 years of business. I'm saying to you, give us a chance to work with you. You won't be let down. I believe we have the finest storage facility in Canada, the finest storage facility in the industry. You listen to what Jeff Clark had to say, impending currency controls, getting money out of the country. We are the fastest growing client in Brinks Global Services chain. We are the only storage facility that I know of in the entire universe that will charge you based on the number of ounces that you have stored rather than the percentage of asset value. When I negotiated with Brinks Montreal three years ago, or four years ago, I said to them, I want to be different. I want to stick out. I don't want to be just like everybody else. Give me a chance to stick out. And they said, well, how do you plan on doing that, Andy? I said, let me charge based upon the number of ounces that our clients store, not the percentage of the asset value like everyone else does. In other words, gold goes up 10 times, your storage cost just went up 10 times. Doesn't matter who you're working with, Hard Asset Alliance or any of the other reputable companies, they all have the same model, percentage of asset value. Why? Because it's all in, about insurance. Well, Brinks has the largest Lloyds of London policy in all of Canada, and they acquiesced and they allowed us to do that. They said, okay, Andy, we'll let you do that. You can be the only company, we'll give you a one-year contract, we'll see how it works. Within six months, they upped our contract to 2017 because we are growing so rapidly. And um, when we talk about FACTA and FBAR, it's FACTA and FBAR compliant as it is segregated in a non-financial institution. Jeff, who, by the way, of all the people I've met in 24 and a half years of business, might be the finest person I've met in this industry. He's dead on when he was saying those things. He's an honorable, honest man, not just a good, uh, a good speaker. But currency controls are coming. He did say he had this thing to talk about, this, this vault where you didn't have to be there. Well, you don't have to be there for hours either. You don't have to come up to Montreal. You can get set up. You can send the metal that you already own. And once it gets up there, even if you never bought it from me, you will be billed on the number of ounces rather than the percentage of asset value. There is nobody, nobody that can compete with us in that realm. We have worked with a firm out of Zurich for a long time called BFI Consulting. If you're interested in managed accounts in Zurich, we can help you do that. Or gold storage in Singapore or Hong Kong or Zurich, we can help you do that. But to me, getting money out of the country in Canada is the place to be. Some people say they'll kowtow to U.S. interests. I say they won't. I watched the Royal Bank of Canada just pull out of the United States, sell off all their branches, because they don't want to be subservient to FACTA. I look at a country that's resource rich, more oil in Alberta than in Saudi Arabia, bordered by two oceans and lumber up the yin-yang. They don't need us, and they don't piss anybody off. So when you're thinking about getting your metal out of the country, I would argue sending it across 
oceans maybe isn't quite as attractive as it used to be. Maybe the one thing that makes us who we are more than anything else is our newsletters. The gentleman to my left, honest to God, is the most, is the brightest macroeconomic mind I've ever met. And another newsletter writer that we have who's not here today, Andy Hoffman, is the brightest mind I have ever met. He's more microeconomic. I would like to think that our newsletter, free of charge, is the finest source of information that you will find. And if you ask some of my clients who are here, I think many of them will tell you the same thing. Many of you have come up to me over the last two days, said, I read your newsletter every day. I didn't know who any of these people were. They're not clients of mine, but they read our newsletter. It's free. We try to inform our clients, and I think we do a very good job at that. We're not here to take your business and just answer your phone calls and, and write orders. We're here to earn your business, to earn your trust, let our track record speak for itself, and our products and the way that we do business speak for itself as well. Lastly, we are endorsed, and by the way, I would beg you to sign up for the newsletter. Give it a shot. Check it out for yourself. I think you'll find all of you are probably getting a gazillion emails in your inbox every day. Here's a way to consolidate it and get some really original, thought-provoking, non-sales-oriented information. We're not going to blast you with the special of the day. We're going to talk about economics and geopolitical events that are shaping the world that we live in and show you how you can protect yourself. We are recommended by Casey Research, by David Morgan, by Bix Weir and many others. And again, as I said, one of the most um, gratifying things I've ever done in 25 years of owning this company is having the privilege to work with many of the brokers from Global Sprott. To my left here again is Bill Holter. You'll get to know him very well this afternoon I'm not just saying this because, uh, you know, he looks scary as a cowboy. Here to my left might be packing heat, I'm not sure, but he is the brightest macroeconomic mind I have ever met. I have never met someone that's so adept at connecting dots, and I really do mean that it'll be a treat for you to listen to what he has to say um, today. In our breakout session, we will give you a perception of many things, such as economics and geopolitical. Uh, political events. This is right up Bill's alley and with what's happening around the world in the Ukraine, in the South China Sea, in the Middle East, at home, there's certainly lots to talk about. Manipulation, myth or reality. Now there are a lot of people here who may think gold is not manipulated. I'll ask you one question. Who in their right mind dumps one billion dollars worth of gold futures at the open this morning? Was it done to get the best price? Or was it done to create an effect? As you can tell, we believe very, very strongly gold and silver are manipulated. In fact, as Chris Powell, head of GATA, who, by the way, we all owe a debt of gratitude to. If you own precious metals, you own a debt of gratitude to Bill Murphy and Chris Powell. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, they've shown a light upon some pretty serious things. And as you can tell, we do believe gold is manipulated, and we'd like to talk to you about that. The paper price versus the physical price, a growing disconnection. This is something that is huge. I'll give you one quick snapshot of why I believe that the paper price is manipulated. 2008, July, right around this time, price of gold goes from 1,000 to 700 and silver from 21 to 9 within one week. Gone. 60% drop in silver, 35% drop in gold. 
If you have a rudimentary understanding of economics, you know that supply and demand move inverse of each other. And if the price of something is getting the crap kicked out of it, you would think that that has weak demand. Not strong demand, but a weak demand. I would argue that's right. Or big well, supply. Pardon me? Or big supply. Or big supply. Um, the inverse of a weak demand. Well, the bottom line is this, is that the price collapsed within one week of that happening. Every major mint in the world was sold out of product. I laid in bed with my wife saying, what the hell am I going to do? I can't get anything from anybody. The U.S. Mint, the Canadian Mint, the Australian Mint, the South African Mint, they were all either shut down or sold out. Every refiner, out of, out of product. I was getting phone calls from biggest dealers in Europe begging me to sell them anything because all of their supply chains in Germany and Switzerland had dried up. So either the laws of supply and demand were somehow rewritten or there is something more nefarious going on where the paper price at a high degree of leverage is being suppressed, suppressed counterintuitively to global economic times and also technically drop it below the moving averages and guess who leaves the room? Wall Street. Wall Street says, oh, technicals look bad, we're out. And then you have an open playing field to buy on the cheap without competition, and that is what is happening. We'll talk about that. ETFs and paper gold. I hope none of you own GLD or SLV. Don't raise your hand out of shame if you do. But if you do, I implore you to do one thing. Seriously, one thing. You go back to your room and you download the prospectus. Google it. Download GLD perspective. Read pages 6 through 12, titled Risk Factors. If the hair on your arm doesn't stand up, and you, the first call you make is not to your broker, I'll buy any of you dinner at the fanciest restaurant in Vancouver tonight. It is a bad product, and we have some interesting takes on that. I'll just whet your appetite. You know, people ask us, and one of the next points you're going to see here is confiscation. Well, how about instead of confiscation, we issue two funds, GLD and SLV, that attract all the big money, the hedge funds, the mutual funds. The stockbrokers who don't want to let go of their money to me, they'll say, hey, Jim, Hey, Julie, buy ETF, buy GLD, buy SLV. You don't have to worry about the storage. It's clean, it's easy, keep it in your account. Well, lo and behold, SLV is the largest stockpile of silver in the world. You want to talk about the fox guarding the hen house? You have JP Morgan administering the SLV ETF and HSBC Bank administering the, the um, GLD account, which is the fifth or sixth largest stockpile of gold in the world. Friday night, you have two million bucks, million in each account. Monday morning, you wake up and you have two million in your money market. They've closed the account. They look at the world and they say, we didn't confiscate gold. All we did is what the prospectus gives us the right to do, and that is to close the accounts. You can still go buy gold and silver from a company like Miles Franklin. My point to you is this. GLD and SLV perhaps are more nefarious than one would think. We'll talk about that. I can give you a 25-year view of the precious metals industry, the insides and the outsides and the rights and the wrongs and the do's and the don'ts and who are the good people and who aren't, and I'll be honest with you about it. He asked if uh, anyone stores their metal underground. Interestingly enough, one of the wholesalers I work with is the nation's largest distributor of metal detectors. If you bury your gold underground, Horizontally, no. Vertically, yes. Two and a half feet down vertically with a rubber cap on a PVC pipe, there's not a metal detector on the planet that will find it. That is called becoming a midnight gardener. There is, <laughs> there is no problem with that, and um, I know lots of people that actually do do that. 
Here's a big one nowadays, taxing, reporting requirements, FACTA and FBAR. I'm amazed at how many people I've talked to who don't know the ramifications of FACTA and FBAR right now. They will come after your firstborn if you do not comply. It is no joke, and that's why the rest of the world is turning their back on the United States. Because we're bullies, and we're trying to make not just you comply, but we're trying to make the institutions comply. Our Brinks Montreal account, I'm happy to say, is FACTA and FBAR compliant. It's invisible off the radar screen, but we can talk about that too. For those of you who have money outside the door of the U.S., that's great, but if you're not FACTA and FBAR compliant, that's not great, and you're in jeopardy, and you should uh, talk to us about that. Here again, confiscation, myth or reality. In the 90s, all I sold were numismatics. I think I understand the confiscation issue as well as anybody. We can talk about that. And as you heard a few minutes ago, I think the ETFs are the tool of confiscation. It allows Big Brother to have their cake and eat it too. And um, I don't think they'll come door to door anymore. Those people that focus on numismatics, I think right now are, are perhaps, um, I don't know, it's just not my favorite choice. Types of metal to own or avoid, we can talk about that. Platinum, palladium, gold, silver, numismatics, bullion. There's no right or wrong answer to any of this. There's no established protocol or set criteria for success. But we'll give you our insight as to what we think is the best way to go. And Bill can chime in on that as well. Numismatics or bullion. There are room for numismatics in every portfolio. But where I come from, it's about number of ounces that matter. Let me be very clear about something. I could sell numismatics and beat most companies in the country and make four times what I do selling bullion. I'd really love that to be the case. But my personal preference is that if the you-know-what hits the you-know-what, it's about number of ounces that matter, and that's what we're all about. So we're going to recommend you buy bullion. We can help you with numismatics. Again, there's nothing wrong with a little hot fudge on top of your vanilla ice cream. How to order and ship precious metals, it couldn't be easier. We'll show you how to do that. It's really rather simple, no matter whom you're working with. Um, <coughs> I've tried to stay away from the internet. I have been beaten down by my staff. We have developed a new website that will allow online purchasing. It should be, on, it should be up and running here very soon, but we do business the old-fashioned way on a verbal handshake. And I think where we are heading Reputation, or pardon me, relationships are the most important thing. How about this one, traveling with your gold? Normally, I come here with about $150,000 worth of gold coins. I never, ever declare it at Homeland Security, in or out. We can talk about why that is, too. <coughs> it's legal tender, actually. Gold Eagles, $50 face value. When you go through Homeland Security, you got 50 bucks on you. I have verified this a few times. We'll talk about that and regulations in the precious metals industry. This is something that I'm a um, little annoyed about, but it's really good for you. Minnesota, my home state, is the only state in America as of last month that is regulating precious metals dealers. The only one in the country. We did $200 million in business last year. You can imagine the size of the surety bond we had to pay, post. It made me want to throw up. We had to do background checks of all our employees. Anyone that had any felony related to financial services is out the door. Luckily, we didn't have any. I even passed. Bill even passed, if you can believe that. And that was, I was a little, little nervous about that. Um, what that basically means is that uh, 
if I were to disappear like Hannes Tolving did, there's a surety bond there waiting to remunerate you, reimburse you. Uh, and that's not just Minnesota. If you're a dealer in another state trying to do business in Minnesota, you have to do the same thing. There are very few companies who have posted the bond and have been given the certificate who live outside the state of Minnesota. Here again, price is a big mistake, folks. You don't want to focus on price. You want to focus on reputation, track record, good people, fundamentals, et cetera. We will be giving away a free one-tenth ounce maple leaf at our question and answers. Here again, we're going to try to do things slightly different. We're not going to stand up here like I'm doing now and talk. We're going to have a discussion and hopefully have questions that you folks have and bring Bill and I will answer them. Bring as many questions as you have. We only have 30 minutes to talk. We won't get a ton of them, but we'll get enough. We'll have about four slides and the rest will be open to question and answer. If you sign up at our booth or prior to the, to the speech at 3.30, we will give away during the speech a one-tenth ounce eagle. Again, thank you very much for your time. We're very, very happy to be here and hope to see you all at 3.30.